This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, everybody. Carm Capriato, Tano Academy from Remarkable Results Radio. We're at uh, week 259. We're going to talk about why CRM is vital to an auto shop's success. So just let that hang there for a minute because I've talked to so many people that say it's probably top three most critical pieces of software or systems or processes that you need to have for good customer retention. So here's what I want to know, and I think you may be curious also, why you CRM, client retention, is the big reason, client retention, but communications pipeline and how you funnel that How about a satisfaction litmus test and how to build trusted relationships? I also want to know, when does your CM go to work? What are the touch points? What's the timing all about? And texting, emails, mailers, reminders, deferred work from inspections and service intervals. And what about lost customers? Can you really gauge and manage lost customers? I've got a great panel. I'd like to welcome them. Good to have them here. Steve Finzel, Finzel's Master Tech, Terre Haute, Indiana. Hello, Steve. How we doing, Carm? Glad to have you here, my friend. Jessica Carino is here from Sparks Tire and Auto, St. Louis, Missouri, with Dad Ron Tenner. Hello, Carm. Nice to see you again. Jessica, thank you. You're welcome. Last week, we were in the 80-degree weather on the Carm Networking Cruise. Ate dinner with Jessica every night, and I got myself what's going around. So if my voice sounds a 10 shades deeper, it's because I got it. And we want to congratulate you with a round of applause. We just heard it announced, the Napa 2024 Auto Care Shop of the Year. Thank you. Long time coming. We finally got it. Yeah. And my friend, Jaron Kleber, National Sales Manager, Repair Shop of Tomorrow. Hey, Jaron. Hey, Carm. Thanks for having me again. We want to give some high fives to our great sponsors and together with Shopware and Delphi, you know, feeling like you're herding cats with your fleet business. Well, relax. Shopware's got the perfect solution. Our fleet management software will have you managing with ease. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to smooth sailing. Check out more to my friends at GetShopware.com. And trust in the aftermarket supplier that makes the parts cars are born with. With over 100 years of OE heritage, Delphi Technologies Quality Parts gives you peace of mind. Learn more at DelphiAftermarket.com. Okay, now Greg is our resident expert. No pressure. <laughs> Jaron is our resident coach. No pressure. So Jessica and Steve are here to benefit from your advice, but also as, hey, this stuff works for us. Jessica, have you found that you cannot not exist without a good CRM program? Absolutely. We here at Sparks have used multiple different CRMs over the years. And no matter which one you are using, it is vital to have that in your network of applications that you're using in your business. That's how you get your customers back. And that's what we all want is those loyal customers coming back time and time again. So Steve, I think you've learned over the years that it's just not set it and forget it. I mean, you just can't go in there and say, oh, I got this really neat, cool thing. And then nine months later, he says, well, why did I buy that? Nothing's happening. Kind of reminds me of a child. You have to nurture it and you have to somehow connect it to the shop management system. True or false? I mean, I think that's exactly true. One of the things that I think is very confusing for a lot of shop owners is there's software systems that include the whole package. And then there's like we're using Napa Tracks. There's third party vendors several of them, whether they're doing your website, whether they're just doing CRM, whether they're doing social media, 
reminders, mailers, whatever. And you need to decide what that package looks like. And then you also need to decide and make sure that that message that you're getting across is consistent and always reaches your customer the same way, the same phone number and with the same message. We can sit here and argue with the term lifeblood, Jaron. And uh, so many people will list the top three or four critical systems, things that they have that are the lifeblood of their business. But you believe that CRM is right up there. Yeah, I mean, just to kind of go off what Jessica said, we've all heard the, the term in marketing. It's easier and it's less expensive to retain your clients than it is to go out and find new clients. And in our world, the automotive business, we really have to sell that trust and that value. I mean, that's what you as shop owners are selling. And we fight that trust issue in our industry. And we used a lot of tools like DBI now and CRM to kind of to kind of help bridge that gap. But those are the customers. And I sometimes say customers are transient. I think customers are always looking for pricing and they're just kind of bouncing around. But the goal is to have clients, right? Clients trust you. They come back to your shop more often. And if you're not utilizing a CRM to automate that process and consistently reach out, to those clients, then chances are they're going to go down the street to the next guy. And then if they have those tools in place, you potentially lose a customer or a client and you don't even know about it. So to me, again, yes, the shop management software, that's the most important tool in, in your business because it touches every client that comes in, every vehicle. But CRM is an absolute must. And you know, there's a ton of great providers out there to like Steve's point, make sure you work with one that fits your goals and fits your SMS so that you can really utilize it to its full potential. So Carmen, I actually did something, and I love that, Jaron, turning customers into clients. It was one of our shows. I don't know what number it is, but I think, that, and this is going to go advanced level, and I'm sure Greg can help us with this, but we talked about the fact that when you get that customer's mileage, the year and make of their vehicle, and there's recommended service intervals, like if you turn your customer into a client, you literally can set up in your CRM a reminder for 30,000 miles down the road when your customer is going to need tires and be able to plan on that when there's a tire sale or when there's a brake sale or something like that. That's how powerful CRM really can be. Thank you for bringing that up. Great, great point, Steve. Before I go to Greg, who's got the, if you will, he's got some great talking points. I mean, he's going to connect tab A into slot B, into tab C, into slot D for us. Okay, he's going to do that. But before we go there, just as an umbrella to this discussion, Jaron, you are passionate about SOPs. Just as Prayer Shop of Tomorrow, just as a coaching company, I mean, you just go in there and you shake the trees in any of your clients to be sure that, and believe you me, that's what everybody knows. On one of our brainstorming things, Jessica, do you remember? It was our second brainstorming on the cruise. And Matt Lockowitzer got up and we were talking about growth and his second store. And he goes, I made a big mistake. He's got 10 stores now. He's I made a big mistake on my second store. He says, we didn't have SOPs. And everybody will tell you that. So, interestingly enough, you got to have SOPs for CRM. Dave Justice, the president of Repair Shop Tomorrow, he's got a lot of Davisms, as we call them. He always says SOPs will set you free. As it relates to CRM, and I know Greg's probably going to talk on this too, think about SOPs that you have to maximize that client frequency. And so I like to start with, they leave your shop, whether it's two days, three days, literally just picking up the phone. We talk about how great these systems are and automation and everything else, but literally just picking up the phone and calling that client and just ask them about their experience. Hey, this is Jaron 
from ABC Automotive. Just checking in. You had your vehicle in here a couple of days ago. Is there anything we could have done to serve you better? Period. Right. And then you can learn from that. Like that's literally customer client feedback. They will tell you this is what you could have done better. And you can literally build SOPs around a simple 30 second phone conversation. And so again, the goal is, is to make sure that that process obviously is consistent, like Steve said, and it's happening all the time. All right. So he's sitting in the background. First time on the show, Greg, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Let's start the list off, baby. He believes in this first 100-day thing. I love it. What is it? Yeah, so a lot of the shops that I've worked with, we always talk about customer journey. It's like, so what do those touch points look like. So you talk about SOPs and, okay, we should probably reach out to our repeat customers at least with some sort of touch point every two to three months, but really focusing on that new customer journey. So I think the first hundred days with the new customer is the most important time period to get those customers back. So what does that look like? So after the ticket closes out in the shop management system and that customer is about to leave, it's always good to let the customer know like, hey, you are going to receive a text for some feedback, for reviews, maybe some specials. But just setting up that expectation for the customer to let them know that we are going to communicate to you. Obviously, it's not spam. It's going to come from our local number. is super important, but mapping that out. So two days after, checking in with an email and text, how was your visit? And to Jaron's point, just that simple question through a text, you get a lot of feedback and you could see that feedback coming in and you could kind of figure out where some bottlenecks might be from that feedback when you see those live texts come back. But then making sure you're checking in on deferred services maybe 30 days later if the customer doesn't come back and in 60 days, you might want to do a second check-in on deferred services. And then it's really critical. I always look at 90 to 100 days just to check in to see how's everything doing. And it's really good to keep that communication really personal, really make it seem like, like you are texting that customer from your own personal phone. A lot of the CRM systems out there let you take a lot of that data from the ticket that was closed out in the shop management system and make it personal by adding in the vehicle, the customer's first name. So again, they don't feel like it's a machine that's reaching out to them, but it's just so important in those first hundred days to get in front of that customer, maybe four to five touch points max to get them back in. And then if it's a repeat customer, again, every two to three months and most CRMs, to Steve's point, you can do some advanced filtering to find lost customers, customers that have deferred service that haven't been in six months. There's just so many powerful tools. But again, I always like focusing on that customer journey the first hundred days. What does that look like? What am I doing to wow this customer to get them back in the shop with my communication? So if they come in three times, are they a real solid client and you use your CRM to make that happen? I would say, yeah. So what we've seen with some of the data is if you can get that customer in for the second time through the communication, you have a 90% chance of getting that customer back in for the third time. I think once you're over three visits, I mean, hopefully, you know, you're doing everything right and you have that customer experience. You know, software can do a lot of this stuff for you, but if you don't have that good customer experience at the end of the day, your software is not going to do do much for you. So I, I think it's super important to think about that piece too. That's huge, by the way. And we've talked a lot about having a, a special role or a special person in your business called the CXO, the client experience officer. And I've always said many shops cannot swing that person. And I said, so get in front of your people and says, listen, I'm ready to hire a CXO. I'm repeating myself now probably for the 10th time this year and just say, we're all going to have to become the CXO. By the way, let me read you the job description. Doesn't it sound like something we all do, we all should do, we all want to do? We all have to do it for the just for the success of our companies. 
So I get a brand new client that comes in and I start the CRM program with them and second, 90% chance of becoming a third. What about my legacy customers? They love us. They trust us. They've been around for years. We still CRM them, don't we? You should be leaning on those customers to leave you the Raven reviews on Google to get the new customers back into the door. So finding out who are those super loyal customers. And a lot of times, you know, you know who they are, but those are the customers you you might want to on the fly when they have a smile on their face, send quickly, send them that text link to leave the review. And that's going to build your reputation. And guess what? That's going to get new customers through the door, the Google reviews. To my shop owners, I'd love to hear your opinion on that. I 100% agree. I think once we really started seeing the Google review numbers go up, we're in the mid 200s, which is really good for us. We shot up a lot this year. I believe that that's when we really started to see the new customers coming in and telling us they found us from Google. So that that CRM piece is very vitally important. Um, Our customers get a text message the day after they're here asking us uh, for a review and since we implemented that is when we really found stuff went up and we're getting more new clients. I also think on the Google reviews, we really shot up with those. And I don't know if we're allowed to talk about different CRM companies and all those kind of things or just keep it generic, but I don't know who's getting paid or who's paying for this commercial. Or whatever. Steve, you know that I am 100% neutral in this industry to coaches, to all companies, okay? And yeah, we've got great sponsors, but it wouldn't be a good, deep show if we weren't going to have to call out some positives here. So go ahead. What do you want to talk about? I just really think that the... When you're like one of the things when you're checking in a customer, you're getting an email address. Like everybody says, can I get your email? I mean, it would be very important to go, do you have a Gmail address? And a lot of people don't even, it's almost becoming natural verbiage because a lot of these CRM companies, mine in particular, when you are asked for a review, if you already have a Google email address, you don't have to go to another page. They come right in there and get that Google review. So, I mean, it's just something, little step like that, but a great, key to get that Google review because Google reviews, even though we all hate them, they're powerful. You got to have them. Mm -hmm. So is Yelp kind of going by the wayside, guys? I hope so. I'm not a big fan. (laughs) Not my Um, favorite. They're not really in my area, luckily. Yeah. What I've seen is everywhere but San Francisco likes Yelp. Yelp is very popular in the San Francisco area, but everywhere else, everyone's against Yelp, it seems like, okay. especially up here in the Northeast where, where I am. I've mentioned Yelp reviews. And they're like, please do not mention that, that word. Well, it's I, I, almost a bad word sometimes for some <laughs> shop owners. I'm a pre-typical consumer, right? That would visit remote shops. And, you know, I travel all across the country and I can't tell you the last time I went to look at a Yelp review when I was looking for a place to eat, a hotel to stay at, a gym to go to, whatever, right? I go to Google. Now, I also have a Google phone, which gets me in trouble a lot with my friends because, you know, I'm the one Android <laughs> user. In, and I'm the green bubble in the group. I'm a friend of yours and I have an Android. Okay. So, Carm, you and I need to get on a group text. I need to... <laughs> Everyone knows Tracy and Tracy is an Apple person. So yeah. sometimes she says, I'm not sure you're my dad. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd like that. Like, so you asked about your legacy clients, right? So Jess and Steve, both actually friends of mine, fortunate enough, they're clients of ours too. And so from a retention standpoint, Jessica, how many clients are you from a re- retention rate sending marketing materials out? Because aren't you still doing it like on a kind of monthly, quarterly basis? 
Correct. So I send multiple mailers out per year and my legacy clients, as we will call them, are my vast majority of those that get that. So we have, I'd probably say 90% of my clients are legacy. We see them at least three to four times a year, if not more. So those are the ones that bring us the majority of our business. So those are the ones we really should be focusing on. And as Greg said, those are the ones that will leave the reviews that will get you those new clients in the door. Tired of software solutions that don't get the job done? Well, Shopware is an auto repair shop management solution created by a shop owner for shop owners. With Shopware, you can digitally track jobs in real time, optimize parts pricing, and transform your business. Shopware unlocks your customer data and streamlines it for you. And with Shopware, time-consuming tasks like estimate writing can become automated. Now, you've got the data, so why not put it to work? You don't have time to write the same estimate over and over. Shopware also lets you run your business on the cloud and paper-free. Our exclusive tech app means your technicians can accept, transfer, and track jobs on their phones. They can spend more time under the hood and less time scrolling through emails or shuffling through paperwork. If you want to save money, save time, and make your customers happy, try Shopware today. Schedule a free demonstration at GetShopware.com to see Shopware in action. As the trusted aftermarket brand for over 100 years, Delphi Technologies is by your side for every step of the repair process. The Delphi journey doesn't stop once the parts are ordered. Wherever your journey takes you, our quality parts gives you ease of mind when getting your customer's vehicle back on the road. Technicians know and trust Delphi as a quality brand. Each product undergoes rigorous testing to not only meet OE standards, but also enhance it in each opportunity. From 700 hours of spray testing on chassis components to fuel pumps tested for reliability up to 150,000 miles. And safety and reliability is paramount to help vehicles drive cleaner, better, and further throughout their lives. Delphi is also committed in developing products and services to prepare technicians for the future. Take advantage of how-to videos on YouTube, technician-led trainings, and our technical support line, and more. Turn to the aftermarket parts supplier with over 100 years of OEM trust and quality. Learn more about Delphi. Visit DelphiAftermarket.com. I'd like a little textbooky stuff here for our listener. And in, in the sh- they'll come up in the show notes. So people say, hey, what that episode on CRM? What do I do? Two days after the visit, what do you do? The legacy customers, you know, and the average in the industry, they say is like 2.5 visits a year or whatever that you could put yourself up against the industry. Okay. So... Those customers, you would already say, are legacy customers. Those customers are the special things you do inside your business with minor little gifts or whatever, or if you're sending out some type of newsletter, something like that. Those are the kind of customers that you're already personal with them. They kind of want to know what you're doing. Like a newsletter type of thing is a great call for that legacy customer. Other thing is, and I kind of touched on this at the beginning, is that sometimes when you send out, you've got to understand what your company is sending out and where they're picking up, whether you're using the DVI, your management system, is it a recommended service? Is it something that's coming through the DVI? Who is editing that? Who is looking at that? And who is sending that information? Because the worst thing you'd want to do is sentence that makes no sense why your vehicle was in for repair at Finzel's Master Tech, we recommended that you check your suspension. Like that means I don't even know why you were in, (laughs) what we talked about. 
anything. So you have to coach just because you sign up for CRM. You can't just assume that they're going to go out and send out great stuff. It's a machine. I think we should talk about the who. Let's talk about the who. Who is the who, Carm? You're talking about the customer? The No, the person inside, your who, who is going to monitor, to create, verify, write. In my business, it's a service advisor. All right. You know, you have every service advisor that is editing an inspection and is communicating that to the customer. We have what's called a 300% rule so that 100% of the vehicles get inspected, 100% of the ve- what's inspected gets talked about, 100% of what gets talked about gets estimated. You make that estimate. You make that revision, you do all that work, and if you don't finish it by connecting it to your CRM properly, it's lost. 15 days, it goes out while you were in. This was recommended. And it says something completely off the channel, or it comes from somebody that doesn't look like you, then you've just confused your customer, and they're like, this is garbage, spam. I don't want to get this anymore. So I think the who is definitely your service advisor. Who is talking to your customer every day? Who is editing your inspections? Who is selling that work to the customer? So you can't pass the job off to a social media person. Carm, I don't know if I could afford a CXO. Actually, I'll talk to my coach and find out if I can, but then we'll get one hired. But it'd be nice, but like he's going to have to go back and do work that we're already doing. It's something like if you get it set up, it's something that you're, it should be where you could check the boxes and move right through the process, the SOP. How does it get done? Yeah. And that goes back to the point is who's in charge? It's in the SOP. What do they do about it? The list of the processes that that person follows. And oh, by the way, Steve, you probably don't know this, but I know CEOs at the end of your name, but so is CXO and you just don't know it yet. Oh, I do. I love it. It's, I mean, (laughs) that's what I really get to do these days is go make sure that this stuff is getting done. Yes. You are the client advocate, which I think should be the new name of a service advisor. Uh, Who's your who, Jessica? Your service advisor? You? What do you? I would say the who in our shop is a combination of both. Both the service advisors up front have to make sure that they are putting everything in properly or editing everything properly. And then as the final step before everything is sent out, that is one of my tasks. I go make sure everything is tip top before it is sent to the customer. That way, it's kind of like my own personal QC. I want to make sure that everything makes sense before it goes to the client. When we switched CRMs in the past, that wasn't a step being done. And as Steve has said, stuff gets sent out with last time you were here, we recommended note. Well, that does nothing to the client. We need more acronyms in the industry. So I'm going to add to the list. A CRM QC. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> now, Greg, you're on the sidelines listening to all this. What is your take on it? I do think who's ever customer facing should be managing that piece of the CRM, knowing that the communication is going to go out to the customer and it's going to be accurate. So Jessica, I was going to ask you, do you manage all the communication that goes out after the visit? So like the 30-day check-ins, the so, campaigns, the marketing... Correct. Yes. So that is something that I put on on my books just because my front office staff is already overloaded, uh, taking care of the clients. And that's something that I can handle for now. Yeah. And that, that's simply what I see, like that building out those customer journeys. Like like typically we are working with the Jessica or the chief marketing officer 
or they have a company that actually does their marketing. So we'll train that company, make sure they understand how to use the program. But then we will give our feedback with what we're looking at for data. So we do try to do some A-B testing with messages. So one of the things that I like that most CRMs do is like you can actually track to see how your messaging does, right? So if I send out a 150-day check-in, so we haven't seen a customer in five months, how do your customers want to be spoken to through text? Like I've had customers where they've sent three or four sentences in the text and you can just tell the customers are totally getting lost because we're actually watching customers open the text message and then when they come in, the ticket closes out in the shop management system. So we're actually tracking that part of the customer journey too. Like what's actually coming back in from the messaging that's going out and you could just tell that you make little tweaks to where maybe you go from four sentences to one sentence on that check-in and then all of a sudden you do start seeing those tickets start closing out in the shop management system and it's just making those tweaks but it's but it's super important to be monitoring that and making tweaks based on some of some of what you're seeing for the data on the back end the other piece that's really important in that marketing journey too is making sure you are collecting emails and you are doubling down with an email when you do send out say a deferred service reminder or even an oil change reminder we have a shop here local in, in boston massachusetts that i actually use as my own personal mechanic that uses steer by mechanic advisor. And I've gone through the customer journey with them. So like me actually being a customer coming in, I I went and got an oil change. I needed to get my brake pads and rotors done and I declined it. I, I was kind of in a rush. I had to get back to the office. And I was like, yeah, just just put it in as a decline service. 30 days later, I got that reminder through text while I was driving. So I got the text and I was like, oh, that's right. I do need new brakes. I could feel them when I was actually pressing the brake when I got the text message. But I put the phone quickly in my pocket. And then later on that night, I saw the email and I actually booked the appointment off the email. So I think the big part of CRM that's super important is not just thinking, you know, everyone wants to be texted. Email is still super powerful. And that's a great great way to have your call to action to actually get the get the customer through. So that that's something that's really, really important to look at that customer journey. It's not only analytics, but then making sure you are doubling down with different ways to reach that customer. You might lose their attention in one of the ways you tried to reach out to them. So Greg, I love that because we always talk about, right, you can't manage what you don't measure, right? right? And so is that data that you're talking about, I'm assuming that's available for your clients. And if it is available, is that something that like you have like a customer, you know, success manager or someone training them on how to access that? Because I mean, that is huge, right? We have to track our results. We have to understand how effective our marketing is, how much we should spend. And so... Yeah, so that's something that you guys are like yeah. proactively training your people with. And Carm hit the nail on the head earlier talking about like CXO, right? A customer experience officer. Like that's the way we've built out our customer success team to not just be a company that calls in every month. Hey, do you want to do a campaign? Hey, do you want to do a campaign? We've been guilty of it at some point, but I was like, we need to have a better customer experience for our shops. I was like, we have a lot of data to work off of. Let's talk to our customers about that data, make changes off that data and not be that that company that's like, you want to do a campaign. Do you want to do a campaign? Here's our campaign for the holidays. Here's our campaign for New Year's. Like, like what we, we really want to look at the data and make very good marketing decisions based off the data that we're seeing from the shop management system. And I think that's something that a lot of shop owners should look into when they are looking at CRM companies is what does that that customer service look like or that customer success experience look like on the back end and and what type of data are we talking about like can we can we do something besides just sending out marketing campaigns like like can we get a little bit more strategic with what the CRM can offer i think that's something that we're super proud of that we do today 
I think when you're talking about doing multiple text message and then you got the email and you reacted to that. One thing I think as a shop owner and a lot of shop owners out there with Napa Tracks, we use third-party vendors. So I've got Bolt-On doing DVI. I've got Kakui doing website. Kakui can send out a text. Napa Tracks can send out a text. Bolt-On can send out a text. If I hit my people up and I don't know that I haven't clicked the box or unclicked the box and they're getting something from everybody, now everything I send out is garbage. So you got to know what you've got going on, what you signed up for, because a lot of times we're all guilty of it. Like we don't have the all-in-one package. There's systems out there, I know, but we don't. So I think that's key that they get the text. It's from the same number. They get the email. It's always a week or two after their visit that says recommended services. And then they get those 30-day follow-ups, those campaign things on a regular basis. I would tell every shop owner to go through your own customer journey. Like, go close out a ticket in the system. See what it looks like. I have a call with another vendor this week. It's not really a competitor, but they do some of the stuff that we do. And we need to have a call of where there's no overlap. So basically, I have a call with their marketing coach. And we're going to talk about what we're going to turn on and steer, what we're going to turn off and steer. And then they're going to do the same thing on on their side just to make sure, again, that customer journey is smooth. But I, I think every shop owner should go on their customer journey to see what it looks like and what it feels like this proves exactly what jessica said a little bit ago about the qc of this whole thing i don't know how i got into this one shops like they must have put my number in like every one of their client files and so like this was like two years ago like every day i would get an email thanking me for my service like thanking me for coming in and i would just laugh it would just come in and i'd be like oh yeah i was back there again today huh so but to everybody's point if you're not managing that right going back to again craig utilize your crm for all the things that it's capable of of doing right and and you know jessica you're the one that's you know managing that and some of our clients they have you know, customer service associates, customer service reps, you know, a lot of times they're managing that process. But the data, we always talk data. Data is great, but it's garbage in, garbage out. And so if you get sloppy with it and you're not following through, then like Steve, you said, you run the risk of your shop looking really unprofessional if all those systems are kind of overlapping one another. They just opt out and you just negated the whole reason we do CRM. They're like, garbage, I'm out. Yeah, they swipe you out of their mind. I mean, you're nothing to them anymore because you're bothering the hell out of them. I love your point about the same number, Steve. That's critical. I know that was in your talking points and you did bring that up. But I got to come to a point here that's got me so interested. Greg brought it up. I got a text, then I had a follow-up email, and I did the appointment on the email. So I think there's a bunch of us in this industry and in life that say no one reads emails anymore, okay? You're telling me that that's not the case, yet it was followed up with a text. So maybe the secret to getting people to read the emails is to nudge them (laughs) through a text. And so when the email does arrive and they do see it, it makes a connection and they do something with it. I mean, is that the strategy? My strategy is the text is the personal thing. That happens really quick. It's really current. Okay. And then that email is, like Greg said, that call to action, I think. But if you send an email out, with just ad after ad after ad after junk after junk. They're not going to open your email. But if you're hitting with the text, that's personal. They know who I am. I'm their client. Oh, there's an email from my guy. You know, I better open that and see what I need to do. Make your appointment. Here you go. I think it works. We've learned an awful lot in this very short session. 
But I wanted to go back to Greg. Okay, two days after the visit. So talk to, run down that list for me, man. So typically what, like the first hundred days, those five touch points, what I've liked to see and what I see works for our customers is two days after the visit, checking in with the customer. So not pushing the Google review just yet, but just making sure they're happy. Again, keeping it very personal. Greg, I know we just worked on your Honda Accord. How is everything? Question mark. Look for that feedback. Now, if it's a new customer, it's great to welcome them as well and get the feedback, but then also send an email, kind of a recap of what the CRM is going to do for that driver, that car owner. So, so just let them know, hey, you know, this is how we communicate to you. I mean, the service writer can do this as the customer is exiting to let them know, hey, we're going to communicate to you. But a nice email with just like, hey, like these are some of the things that we're going to communicate to you about decline services, service reminders, specials. The next touch point, so it would be the third touch point, 30 days later is typically what we've seen that works really well with reminding customer customers about any decline repairs from the DVI. Again, if you could do the text and email, it's a great way to get those customers and, and get their attention on those decline services. And now if, if that customer doesn't come in after 30 days, there's been about three touch points, two more touch points. So maybe 60 days out, 90 days out to just casually check in with them, see what's going on with their vehicle if they need anything. And again, it, it's a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more touch points, but you really want to stay in front of that customer for that first three to four months so they don't go anywhere else. So because they're going to need an oil change. They're going to need something within that first three to four months. And if you just keep that brand nicely in front of them. We're going to try to get them back it back into the the shop. 60 day level. What's the text feel like, sound like, write like? What would be the text at 60 days? So typically what we've seen is just decline services. So if there, if there are decline services, we know you were in here three months ago or, or two months ago. There are some services that are really important to your vehicle and just have them listed out. Again, that goes back to, I think, the service rider putting in the decline services properly because that's going to come over to the CRM. So that, there's a whole level there of just making sure that the data is clean. But typically, the, those decline services are the most important, I think, to get in front of the customer to get them to come back in because most likely that customer needs to get those repairs done sooner rather than later. I understand that you want this to be a friendly style text without a lot of sentences and you still want to tell them that hey, it's been a couple of months now about the brakes thing, okay? But do we say, hopefully your ride continues to be safe, then you hit them with a deferred job? Yeah, you try to make it more human, humanized? Yeah, and then I think, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, like, easy call to action. So having that scheduler link at the end, I know scheduling is a very hot topic right now in the industry, but it's really easy for customers to easily book an appointment off a, off a quick link. So at the end of it, if, if you do put that scheduling link, it's an easy way for them to actually schedule the appointment. And then a lot of the software now, when you're scheduling the appointment, it's so smart, it can actually go in and see those decline services and put them into that appointment as well too. That could be a whole nother topic for, for another day. But yeah, I mean, making it really easy through text with that call to action at the end is critical. I think you made a great point. I think we need to come back and do a best practices CRM because I think we, this was really general, I believe. And uh, I think we could go into a little bit more depth because Greg, you wrote a ton of great best practices stuff that we're probably not going to get to. And if we do, it'll go on for another 45 minutes. I'd love for you all to come back. Really, let's do best CRM best practices. Let's do a, another show on this. I think it's I think a key it's part of the business that you're spending, everybody's spending a lot of money on it. I mean, yep. your website, your inspection service, CRM, all the stuff we're doing, ton of money. And it's like time is everybody's thing. We don't have time, but you can really do yourself some damage if you're not doing this properly. It's everybody knows it's real easy. Don't bother me. I'm opting out. I'm out of this. And that is the, not what you want to do. 
to a client. And there are filters in a lot of the CRMs too, where like you make sure you don't over text. So I know what we have in, in our CRM and a lot of other ones, it's pretty standard today. Do not send this text campaign if they've received a text in 15 days or 20 days. Like you can actually dial in that number. So then you aren't texting that, that customer. Also, you can exclude customers that are on the calendar. So if they're already booked for a deferred service two weeks, three weeks out, a lot of these CRMs have advanced filtering. So you're not, again, over communicating to a customer that's already coming back. Well, I think that's important, though, to Carm's point for best practices, Greg, because yep. how many people are actually doing that, right. right? They have these tools in place, so to speak, yep. in place, right? And they think it's the set it and forget it. And right. it's not. And so, Carm, I would always love to come back and hang out with my friend. You know, Greg and I joked, we met each other a few years ago at shows and we've due to relationships with our companies, with certain organizations, we haven't officially got to work together. So we were excited to have our first industry collaboration. (laughs) So, all right, we got you guys married on my show. That's great. (laughs) That's it. That's it. That's it. I think there's so much more to go to it, to everyone's point about the switches, switches for this and switches for that. The software that we use to run our businesses, the software that we have for CRM, you could probably spend hours looking at it, reading it and saying, what does this really do? And why is it important? And how does it link over here? I believe, I may be wrong, that all the systems that we use, we could use 100%, just 50% more of what they can offer us to make our business better. And I don't know what your company does. I know, for example, Jaron Napa Tracks has a, they have full-time training, six-day-a-week customer service and all that. And so many of the other software companies do too. I am not 100% sure how well they reach out to clients and pick up the phone and says, hey, Jessica, you're not using this portion of our software. And she goes, oh, I've always been meaning to get to that. Can somebody help me with it? That'd be a great idea. Yeah. Obviously, you're telling me that that doesn't happen. To the point, we could be better at everything we do. Why do we want to be better leaders? Well, we read, we go to seminars, right? And it's the same with all the systems that we use in our business. We could be better with them. There's brainiacs looking for the next enhancement, and they get together in the back room, and they code all the stuff, and they send it out as version 9.92, and you get it, and you say, I wonder what the hell that does now. (laughs) Am I right, guys? Ladies? Yeah. 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 Coming yep. coming from the software world previously, there's all this training, like you said, Carm, available, but how do you actually get the people to engage with it? And so, Greg, going back to, again, your point about the data and having those client success managers, I think that's huge because you have those touch points that you're, you're now invested in your client's success. So, um, I mean, that's what we try to do too, right? We're meeting with our clients, of course, monthly and and we're investing in their business and we're trying to figure out where our best marketing dollars are spent. And we're trying to track everything through the SMS. And at the end of the day, right? Like I said, you can't manage what you you don't measure. Arm said something about the 50%. If we only knew what this stuff did. The other day on Facebook, on Napa Tracks Facebook page, there was a guy that asked out and he said, hey, Napa's text to pay. Is anybody using that with 360? And like, I just kind of gave a little response. Like, are you already doing business with somebody that can do text to pay with 360? And like, people don't know, but tracks is one of those companies that you can ask those kind of questions and get that help right away. But that's another great example of it. Like Napa comes out with tracks text to pay. It's 50 bucks a month. You're already paying Bolton or Kakui to do text to pay or to do text. Can they do text to pay? Can they work with 360 and play nice? Well, it works out that they can. 
So, but you got to ask, you got to know to ask. Right. Great point. Client advocate I was talking about earlier that, you know, I would love to see the name of the service advisor change to that. But if you think about this whole thing with CRM and you have a job description and the process and the procedures behind that client advocate role, then there'd be a whole couple of pages on CRM and what their responsibilities as your who to make sure that it flows out according to the rules of Greg Ranville. So, okay. Hey, listen, this was great. Thank you. I promise we're going to do a part two. We're going to do CRM process procedures. What do we say? Something like best practices. Best practices. Thank you so much to Steve Finzel. Good stuff, Steve. Thank you from Finzel Master Tech in Terre Haute, Indiana. For having me, Carm. Always a pleasure. Oh, always, always, my friend. Jessica Carino, the 2024 Napa Auto Care of the Year, Sparks Tire and Auto, St. Louis, Missouri, along with Dad Ron, Ron Tinner, and uh, Greg Rainville, Steer by Mechanic Advisor, and Jaron Kleber, National Sales Manager, Repair Shop of Tomorrow. Thank you. This was great. We will do it again. Thank you. Thank Thanks, Carm. Appreciate it. See you, everybody. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 